Welcome to Startup Cultures and the New Leader. This podcast gives you tools to effectively lead your team, build your culture, and scale your company successfully. I'm Jason Gore, a leadership coach and partner at Newberg Gore & Associates. We're a leadership coaching firm that specializes in startups. And this podcast funnels all of the challenges we have seen startups face into bite-sized leadership tools that you could use immediately. Hi, this is Jason Gore, and we're going to talk about effective delegation. This is one of the first things I usually work with my clients about because at the end of the day, their ability to produce results as a leader is directly correlated with the ability of their people to produce those results. The higher we go up in the organization, the less we actually do, and the more we're actually delegating, and that's how we basically make stuff happen. The common sign of ineffective delegation is when I hear a manager say, I can't find good people. I have to do everything myself. When I hear that, I know that there's a problem with delegation. Now, it's true. It is hard to find good people. But through delegation, we get to actually train the people that we have, improve their skills, and get the most out of them. When I ask the people, when their manager is not a good delegator, what the people say is, hey, My manager never compliments me. In fact, they never even give me important things to do. I feel like I'm not really contributing. And so the outcome is that when a manager is dissatisfied and not delegating well, their people aren't contributing and ultimately will leave one way or the other because the contribution they're making is insufficient for everybody. As a leader, you create value through a network of commitments. The value you produce is based on the requests you make and whether those are fulfilled in an adequate manner. So the better you get at making requests and supporting people and fulfilling them, the bigger the promises that you can make to your leader or the board or whoever you're reporting to. And that might be the street because you have to produce results. So we're always trying to parlay and balance getting the result we need and building the relationship. And it's not an either or. And when you delegate, we tend to move right into action and forget about the, res- the relationship. And really, like in any conversation, we want to frame the conversation and we want to frame it from the perspective of we're building a relationship as well as producing result. So the first thing is, like always, to spend some time building relationship. And in any conversation, starting off with some relationship building questions. Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? And sharing a little bit about us rather than jumping right into the action. When we do transition, we want to focus on the desired outcome, not jump right into the how we want to get things done, but rather the what's the big picture here? What are we trying to produce here? And co-create a vision for success. In fact, the more you could negotiate live the how, the more freedom you could give the other person to executing, the more ownership they're going to have because you're giving them the autonomy. When we remove someone's autonomy, we get really kind of paint by numbers. It's not fun for them to make a contribution because they don't feel like they're a part of themselves in it. So we want to co-create the big picture vision and then move into the how it's going to get done. And the more they can carry that, the better. So as we move into understanding what this looks like. Once that vision is painted, we really want to make a request right at the high level and then understand their world, 
their perceived challenges, any issues that they come up. If there's any sort of dissent or concern, we want to bring curiosity to it and really find out their world and then start exploring possibilities for how our request is going to get met. At the end of the day, when we're delegating, we're making a request of someone. And we cannot articulate that as much as we try in a way that it will immediately produce what we want. We need to take that request, help them translate it into a set of actions, and then work with them right, to produce that and offer course corrections as we go. It's rare in today's business and world, world that we can make a request that is so concrete, so specific, that people can truly run with it on their own without further input. But the best thing to do in the beginning is rather than just say, go do this, say, this is what I want to achieve, and start exploring options for how that goal will be achieved. And ideally, co-create several solutions first in order to create an optimal one. If we just go right into one and narrow too quickly, we're probably leaving a lot of value on the table because there's probably a better ways to produce that result that incorporate both of our perspectives. And once again, more that they bring to the table, the more autonomy and the more they're going to feel like it's a contribution that they truly own. So let them generate their ideal path because in the end, they're the ones that have to walk that path, not you. You're delegating to them. And even if they're going to do it in a slightly different way than you would have done it, the ownership that they're going to have by doing it their way is going to likely produce a better product than if they try to paint by numbers and do it your way. So once we get to this place where we have a couple options on the table and they've generated their own path, ideally, right? it's time to get into really concrete commitments. Choose the best solution and then create an action plan together. If there's dissent on the action plan, once again, hear them out. But the more that you're producing the actual set of next steps, the more concrete you can get at least for the first step and then do a milestone or check-in, um, the more likely it is that you're going to get the product that you want, the result that you want. And you're trying to help them win. If you really see them going down a path that is not going to produce the result you want, you want to say it up front. It's not just throw up your hands and say, okay, well, if you want to do that way, we'll see. If you really don't believe in it, it's actually negotiation to talk about it. Find out why they want to do it that way, right? And share how you would do it and find out what's wrong with how you see the picture. Even as you're moving through this, this commitment process, you're always looking for dissent and making sure that they really buy into it. Because if they don't have a vision and they don't see how it's going to happen, it's likely not going to happen. The more complex it is, the less likely it is for them to succeed. So ideally, keep it simple. The simpler it is, the higher frequency chance you have of making it happen. And take baby steps. We don't need to produce the whole request all at once. All we need to do is get action and get a check-in point so that we could see if that action was on track or not. Take baby steps. And for your high performers, maybe you want to give them a little more room. And for your lower performers, you want to create shorter-term milestones that they can take a couple steps and then check in. 
important thing is that the monkey is on their back, that they're the ones who are taking action, and they're the ones that are going to come back to you at a point of completion and check in. It's not up to you to be monitoring this and checking in with them, right? Because then it's on your mind and taking up mind space. It's on them, and perhaps you put in the calendar for that that check-in point. But creating short-term milestones with clear deadlines and check-ins, right? And even if you set up several it's going to greatly increase the likelihood of success. And if this is an important project or you're, you have some concerns about it, you want to shorten those milestones and make sure people are on track so that you could also later on offer support. It's important that there's one owner, that they leave the room understanding who is doing what by when, and that you get a committed response, right? There's only four committed responses to a request. Yes, they accept the request. Number two is no, they decline the request. The third one is they counteroffer. I can't do this, but what I can do is that and get to agreement that way. And the fourth is a commit to commit. They cannot say yes now, but they give you a specific date and time by when they're going to get back to you and to give you a a yes, a no, or a counteroffer. But those are the only four committed responses. A maybe, or I'm going to do my best, or I'll give it a go, hey, or I'll take care of this, is not a committed response. You need uh, who's doing what, by when, and make it super clear. And the by when, I just want to re-emphasize, if you don't have a by when, you don't have a commitment. So someone says, I'll take care of this. Great, a week later, you ask them, hey, did you take care of that? And they say, yeah, I'm on it, I'll take care of it. You don't know when it's going to happen, and there's really no solid commitment. So there's one person that's doing this, and there's one person, ideally, that's declaring satisfaction around it, and that's the person making the request. Um, It's very, very hard to satisfy a number of people. Ideally, better to have one customer who is ultimately declaring success. Before someone goes off and makes things happen, ask them to reflect back what they're going to go do and paraphrase or reiterate the action plan. Then document the agreement together. Best thing to do, in my opinion, is open up a computer right then and there, write it out, and send an email about what the agreement is and when they're going to get back to you. And that way, they have it. Everybody's super clear. You're showing them that. You're agreeing to these words on the page, and you push send at the end of the meeting. The nice thing about that also is if you ever have a concern later on that a commitment's not going to be kept or the deadline is approaching you haven't heard back or the deadline has passed and you haven't heard back, all you do is dig up that email and you type up an email on top of that say, hey, John, what happened to this? Question mark, boom, push send. Very quick email. Whereas if you don't have that documented, there's oftentimes a lot of reiteration and, hey, I thought we talked about this. What's going on with that project? And you have a whole bunch of explaining to do. Right, so it's really nice to have that email already documented when you make an agreement. And once you do make an agreement, it's not just up to them. The monkey is on their back, but you want to offer your encouragement and your appreciation. Oftentimes when we are concerned a commitment won't be kept, we tend to withdraw back and hold back and to see what will happen over there without engaging. And for our low performers, Oftentimes, it's a wait and see, and we kind of want to watch them fail. It's almost like a setup. Instead, we want to offer encouragement, really help them succeed. Stay in communication, and if a concern arises, brings it up. But also, bring it up so that you could see if they need support. What do they need to succeed? What help do they need? 
I'm not going to get into what happens from the cleanup, but at the end of the day, when they come back to you with a completed project, it's time to offer feedback, both positive and negative. And inside of that, go ahead and listen to giving positive and negative feedback in my other podcast. I'm going to keep this podcast short, but I really want to drive home the point that if you're not satisfied in your requests being fulfilled, don't just point the finger at the other person. Also, take ownership for what you're doing in making the request. When you do check in and you're not satisfied, ask the question, what can I do better to make requests and support you in succeeding? And they'll probably have something to say. So it really is a two-way street. When you make a request, it's a negotiation and you're getting to a place of a clear commitment with clear action steps, a committed response, and you're absolutely clear, notice I'm saying really clear a lot, that they understand what it is that you want. You want to set people up for success, and you want your requests to be set up for success so that it increases the likelihood of you being able to produce the result that you're committed to.